0: Here, we recognize that there are concepts that we have learned and we are strengthening our conviction in, that con- in those concepts. And that's why I introduced that in the beginning so that we remind ourselves about that particular thing, particular concepts. And then all we have to do after that is to calm the mind. That's all. Get that mind without any, no disturbances, Vikshepas is what they call it. That's the simple meditation practice. Any questions, comments, feedback from anybody else? Good question, uh,
1: Rajesh. Uh, You mentioned that we should not uh, say it aloud. Is that for this session or otherwise as well?
0: Uh, You can say it aloud too, but then uh, what would happen is, uh, you know, if you start practicing it, especially in the mornings, um, saying it mentally, the the factor of efficacy is, (laughs) you know, if it is one saying it aloud, I believe it's about uh, 100 when you say it, like just at the lip sync way, and if it is, it, it's 10,000 when you say it mentally, so choice is yours. And just one other follow up, uh,
1: you know, one of the things which happens when, even when I say it mentally, is that I tend to align my breath with the japa. In the sense that there is some sort of a synchronization, right? And that is that normal or just it, uh, it is normal
0: in the initial stages but after sometime you'll realize that you know there's there's a totally uh, non correlated events you they co- should not be but because because you're entering you that's all after that it's only you know you will start you will stop you'll start thinking you'll stop thinking you'll start thinking you'll stop thinking and then you'll thinking
2: only one thing you'll keep thinking that's the process that you'll we'll go through okay thanks Ajay, um, I have the same problem, uh, I shouldn't say problem, I, I've noticed the same thing, that I uh, synchronize my breath with uh, japa and oftentimes it's, uh, I just feel that I'm controlling the breath when, and I shouldn't, right, Just yeah. because it's getting synchronized with the japa and sometimes it, after some time it goes away but it, it does feel that way for sure.
0: That's why you know, That's before you start the japa practice and all that, it's always important to uh, do some breathing exercises. Pranayama, Anuloma, Viloma, you have to do because you have to calm down. Once it calms down, only then you'll be able to practice it a little bit more efficiently. Either that or you wake up early in the morning and then do it, 4 a.m. Do things, it'll work. Both of them will work. Uh, uh, Rajesh, what, what does uh,
3: Om Namah Shiva mean?
0: Oh, that's a pretty long discussion. Uh, om, om symbolizes the true nature the Brahman. Namah Shivaya, the five letters symbolizes the five uh, elements. Okay, so It says that Om has created these five elements, which in turn the entire universe, including my body and everything, is coming. So that's the symbolism of it. So Om Namashivaya Shivaya is a representative that there is only two things in this entire universe. Actually, not two things, only one thing. But apparently two things, which is the entire universe, which is built of the five elements. But I recognize that all these things have come from that home, which symbolizes the nirguna Brahman. That's what it is.
4: Hey, uh, I have a comment and a question. The comment is, uh, definitely felt that it was calming down quickly when you started uh, chanting. So, I'm going to try and use that, and see, see if that works better. Even yeah. when I do deep breathing, <clears throat> I really like deep breathing, and uh, and the al- alternate nostril to prepare ourselves. That is very good. But this chanting, I think, is getting me there
0: faster, I felt. Yeah. So, and what I suggest is, you know, you look at it, <laughs> I suggested this earlier also, but I del- deliberately, deliberately did this session. Um, yeah, on YouTube, I'll share that link. Swami Dayananda has got uh, uh, guided meditation in his own voice. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a playlist. You try to listen to it. And after time you'll realize the science behind what is sharing. It's so powerful. You can use yeah, his okay. voice to guide yourself. You know, his voice is not um, all the time because the recording is not very good. But I think you'll learn to ignore sooner or later. Mm. But it's very powerful. After that, you don't need any more, uh, you know, uh, deeper techniques. or anything, Nothing like that. Just one technique is good enough.
4: And uh, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Um, I had a question. So, <clears throat> you do the Namashivaya chant, right? Some people might want to do, because of their relief or faith or whatever, they might want to say Narayana. So,
0: how does that,
4: it doesn't you matter. can do
0: any, anything you want. Basically. You can do anything you want. For this practice session, I just use Yom Namah That's all. You, I think I already mentioned it. Maybe you did not uh, uh, go through that particular list of uh, uh, you know, comments what I made. Uh, it doesn't really matter what you chant. The idea is to chant one thing. Don't diverge. That's the whole idea. Mm-hmm. Okay.
5: Okay, I have a question that, uh, have the eyes got to be necessarily closed or, you know, they can be with open or half closed?
0: Better closed, but not too tight.
5: Not too tight. Okay. And, you know, I mean, of course, uh, if it is relevant to the topic, like, uh, those who chant Hare Krishna, you know, i have a few close friends who chant hare krishna So, but there i think the difference is that it is with a lot of devotion and you know with that uh, you know mix of it towards bhakti yoga a little bit you know because you're just surrendering to krishna but here what i see is that the very fact that you say you can choose any mantra even if it doesn't have a meaning you know like uh, in one of the articles which you shared that grin grin or no you know, whatever. So, I think this kind of chanting is different from the Hare
0: Krishna chanting. But in that article, Swamiji does not ask you to focus on trink drink. He says, mantra has to have a meaning. That's what he says. Yeah, the,
2: the whole idea is to focus the mind on one thing, right? Yeah. So, you're giving the mind something to do and so the mind doesn't have to go all around and it knows what is coming next, right? That's the key thing in... In Swamiji's article there, um, the fact that the next moment, the thought is more, de- it is deliberate versus anything you want. Yeah. Yeah.
6: I just wanted to share my experience. You know, So when I started off, um, you know, while I, while I was waiting for the pause between what you, you know, when you started doing the japa, uh, at that point of time, I started observing that okay, what? Hey, Chakuba,
4: should... your mic is a little feeble. Okay. So I was, you know, when,
6: when you were giving that pass, you know, I was just trying to think, you know, what is that I'm, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, which I should be sharing later. I mean, I, I initial first one or two minutes, I was just trying to observe so that I can uh, articulate it later. Then I said, you know, that's not the purpose of this whole thing, uh, you know, so I, I, I kind of brought it back in the later part of it, but that's how I felt initially.
0: You know, nice, nice, because, you know, this is just a, we learnt only the mechanics of, you know, how it is to, be done. later on when you practice over a period of time, it will be very, very but, you know, Other, You will not, you will not think, okay, what should I do, should I do now, all those things will just go away.
5: one more thing is that how much do you focus on the mantra I mean uh, do you have to tell yourself look uh, I should be concentrating on the mantra is it light I mean on a scale of 10 you know like for example transcendental meditation is you know that even if for 20 minutes you are off the mantra for 90 minutes it's okay and you know the other extreme is you know you have got to have a little bit of a guilt or remorse or something to tell your mind look buddy you are off the mantra so Better come on the mantra. So on a scale of, you
0: know, I'm just giving two extreme examples. You so know, I, one is. I asked, a... to, I asked Swamiji about this, Swami Paramatmananda. When I met him uh, recently, I met him in, uh, I think, in February when I met him. I asked him that. He said, when you do japa chaya, when you do japa, you focus on the sound, not even on the meaning. On the sound. On the sound, mental and, sound. And the, okay. Uh, that mental sound, that Om Namah that mental sound, he says, that is the most important thing in Japan.
5: Understood. And without verbalizing it, that sound which is playing silently... Yes. yes.
2: Because I, I think the moment you there is meaning, uh, obviously, mind gets engaged in that meaning. Yeah. right? Yeah. So, by uh, going more and more subtle, uh, away from that meaning as well, uh, it can it can be more focused. Correct. So he on said, before
0: mind. before you start chanting, you can think of the mantra, what you have, you can think of its meaning, then stop thinking about the meaning, okay? Start chanting. That's the key message, what he told me. And I struggled with this, but after he explained that thing so easily to me, it worked so smoothly for me after that.
5: Right. No, so, my, my question was, you know, like, uh, I think the sankalpa which you made us do in the beginning, I found it, like, really powerful you know whatever you said you know auto-suggestion to to relax your body and also what you said that you know accept your body you know so I think so what I'm saying is that uh, similar you know similar like just what do you tell yourself you know I should be on the mantra or I mean how bad should I feel because you know thoughts will hijack the Om Namah Shivaya sound and then you realize oh oh, I'm off the mantra yeah so sorry so, for repeating my question
0: You know, no no this, yeah. I, great question I think the whole idea is you know you, you have to pray to to you saying that okay this, this this 15 minutes I'm going to use to purify my mind okay and then when you do that sankalpa the forces will automatically start right. training so
2: that you know you're able to do the right thing so the key thing is also uh, there is no guilt right And there is no um, what do you say um you you just accept it, but every moment you you there is awareness that you have drifted. That actually each of those moments are the ones that are making us even more f- focused, right? So those moments are very important. In fact, the fact that it's going to uh, diverge into different thoughts is a given. That's the nature of the mind, no doubt about it, right? The fact um, so the number of times we are aware of it and we bring it back each of those moments is very precious so uh, let's not add guilt or anything to it because that moment is the one that's precious actually so to bring it back and then again we stay again it goes away bring it back it is that's how it is for ev- all of us if i'm not mistaken if anybody else, you know if we have gone beyond that we have obviously reached samadhi you know where we have come the, there is absolutely no other thought and just one thing eventually uh, but that's that's not how mind is right so um each of those moments we can celebrate, in fact. so I had a, I had a question, uh, you know, the Japa, the Om
1: Namah shivai is a short sort of Japa, right? And, you know, if you repeat it sort of 10, 15, 20, 30 times, it does get repetitive, of course, because you're that's, repeating it. That's a trick your mind plays. But, but, therefore, is it is it, you know, why, why not, you know, play a longer Japa, which will be, which will kind of keep you more engaged, maybe? It, it, because it, 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 because it's, it's, there's more because there's more meaning in it and therefore you're more sort of you know you, you don't get it doesn't get repetitive.
0: No, Ajay, the, the idea. I Think about it. chapa is sound. It's not meaning. Yeah. When you when you get to meaning, it's Nididhyasa, That's a different thing.
1: Right. So what I meant was, you said, you know, when you say Om Namah Shivaya, you should think about what
0: is the meaning of it, isn't it? Not you know? when I'm. I did not say when you're chanting. I said before you start chanting. Mm, okay. All right. One last question, and then we move to our topic of the day.
5: So, when you say meaning, you know, when you say Ajay, true.
3: I just wanted to add up what Ajay was telling. Sorry. Please, please go ahead. Sorry. No, what I want to say is, uh, I was reading somewhere, and I somehow it strongly stuck to me, saying that. Mantra is not for repetition. You know, mantra is for realization. You know. The more uh, if we twist our center of consciousness towards more of a realization, then the repetition I think it would be more interesting according I did this and it really helped me. Every time I go down it becomes boring. I again shift my center of consciousness to realisation. Since I not realized it gets motivated me myself uh, more than what it does. So I think it helped me more than thinking of a repetition. You know, doing ten repetition or sixteen repetition or hundred and eight repetition. If you think it is more of a realization, if you don't realize, then it makes more sense. According to my, it helped me a, a lot in this.
0: So Mahesh, different people are at different stages in the journey. The same Om Namah Shivaya can be used for realization also. Correct, correct. So, uh, so uh, that the, the the thing what we practiced today was not meant. for it meant for a previous intermediary step, where you have to focus your
2: mind. Uh, um, yeah, go ahead, uh, Rajiv. You had a question. I have one after that.
5: Yeah, so, what I was saying is, when we say it should have a meaning, you know, that meaning, I mean, uh, in the sense, it should have something devotional. Like, it cannot be, you know, I want to be a great guy. You know, it has to be something to... It could be, you know, whichever God you relate with. You know, am I right in this? Or?
0: Yeah, that's why I, I, I reposted reposted a, uh, a post that I did in 2019. Not sure if you, if you read it about Kalidasa and uh, Mahasaraswati. The whole idea is if you do Japa or any the meditation and if that is meant for you know giving you a puff in your chest saying that man, I'm a big meditator or I've got this and all that, then they are, you're feeding your ego which is going yes. in the wrong direction of what, what it is. That's why it's very, very important for you to realize that you know you're doing this for a particular purpose the purpose is that big big vision what you have right. uh, but you know that you're still not there so in kishore's words you you want to go beyond phd okay but you still don't you know that you're at lkg or ukg or whatever grade so you've got to go you know the step and you know the path and you're following the particular path so right to look at that part of it and you have to understand that this is a reality got it thank
2: you um, in terms of uh, the amount of time, right, uh, I have one comment on the question. The question is um, I, I felt it was, uh, f- uh, for me personally, it, it, it seemed um, a little hurried, but I'm assuming uh, that when we practice or when you recommend this practice it would be for a longer time, right? You're giving the gist of this. Is that yeah, right? that is correct. That is okay. correct. I, I okay. just,
0: I didn't want to divert from our original topic of discussing the Gita book, okay. but okay. went to kind of, you know, to show, because there were a lot of questions that right. came, came from multiple people, which was, yeah. was like a sample. So typically, you should take between 20 to 30 minutes to do this. The few minutes, you'll have to uh, spend in terms of, you know, breathing yeah. uh, exercises. Then yeah. you... Get into understanding sankalpa and then all that, and then you do japa for a longer period of time. Right. Thanking, thank, thanking the, you know, whatever, yeah. and that will work work like a charm. Try it. Try yeah. it for three exactly. weeks, four weeks continuously.
2: Right. Uh, the other other point about I know a couple of comments were made about yeah it does get boring after some time. I, I I went through that phase. Just want to quickly uh, point out after uh, once you cross that phase. Uh, it becomes uh, very very interesting because you are uh, right you're observing your own mind um, and it becomes very very interesting Uh, you won't realize the amount of time that goes by it will be one hour and then you'll be like you don't know that it's one hour it's not like you've gone to sleep you're so aware that uh, and it's fast you're fascinated by uh, the thoughts that come in into your mind itself so You'll be engaged with that uh, after after this phase goes away. Um, I'm just saying. So hang in there. I mean, the the, question, the main thing would be to uh, practice regularly and that would be daily. So. Yep, yep.
0: All right. That was great. Hopefully, you guys uh, enjoyed the session. And uh, thank you for bearing with my grunty, grunty voice. All right. Who wants to kick off today's discussion on who is going So,
4: Guntas, how many ever times I uh, listen to uh, or, or read about this and, and listen to some references came from, uh, you know, lectures and everything that I had previously listened to, I I still found it extremely hard to just, uh, it's, it's uh, I think I have a problem. The problem is I try to visualize everything okay and it's a very uh, natural thing that i am used to doing and whenever i try to start visualizing it is just that does not work even even when i listen to lectures of swamiji i had the same kind of problem but the the beauty of listening to the lecture was that he kept saying you will do this do it Uh, In in reading uh, uh, Swamiji's chapter, also I found the same problem. It's just a comment, it's not a question. I I ran into the same kind of problem and I realized that uh, probably this, what you taught us earlier, uh, with the meditation and the chanting, I think that will definitely help. Yep. and and uh, sorry I, I want to add one thing I'll tell you where I ran into the specific issue uh, is when uh, I started reading about uh, upadana karnam and, uh, and karnam is was very easy for me because it's things that we are familiar with and it's the uh, as he describes it it's the objective and the object right um, what we can imagine and sometimes what we cannot imagine also but the source behind that is uh, uh, when i try to do that I, I hit a wall and uh, i think sakuba also mentioned something that every line was very there's very, a lot of noise behind you i don't know what's the yeah yeah, yeah. sorry I'll, I'll go on mute but basically every line i found it uh, pretty packed with information
6: I think, you know, you should, you know, you uh, should immediately go back to that spider example. <laughs> you know, I mean, both are, I mean, the Nimitakarna and uh, karna, both are, you know, both are within you, actually.
0: There, there's also one more powerful, easily understandable example, which all of us are used to doing every day, if you're dreaming. Yeah. We are the upadana, yes. Karna, the Nimitta Karna of all our dreams. The dream world that we create, the dream universe. Yeah,
1: that's a more powerful uh, example because you're right. It's, it's got both the Karna's and you are in it as well. In the dream. So, that is
0: more, kind of, uh, more apt, although it's still a metaphor, of course. But then there's only one problem. The universe, what we create, has, has got no order in our dreams.
7: It does appear very logical, at least when you are in the dream, so there is some order. And one thing I realized which was quite an aha moment was whenever we think about the dream and the dreamer's world, we still tend to think about from the waking state, but that's not correct. And, And that's where I picked up this particular point. It is from the person who's inside the dream. Because that person is actually different from the waker. The waker is sleeping. Whereas the person who's in the dream, he feels hungry, he, feels, he or she feels thirsty. Whereas the one who's sleeping doesn't do that. So the dream example, you have to look from the perspective of the person who's in the dream. Who's, who's maybe a clone of you, but it's a different one. And I just, I I actually, when I was reading this, I had that aha moment, that I always used to think of the dream from the waker. But that's an incorrect analogy. So if you, so you have to always look at this example from the person And, 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 and how I came to it was, remember we had that discussion and you guys said, some of you don't see yourself in the dream. So I was thinking then how does it fit? But even then you may not see yourself but you are still viewing it from your perspective so it's so it, it it's the it's the person who's in the dream not the waker who's sleeping that it is referring to
1: so but isn't it the but just sorry uh, isn't it the same i in the waking and the dream state who is witnessing not it the
7: same ego it is cre- it's recreated
1: no what i meant was isn't it the same witness consciousness which is you know, observing it.
7: is the same but the waker and the dreamer are different hmm. and so, so that's why this example of nimitta karan and upadan karan is the waker who's gone to sleep and it creates a clone of ourselves in the dream also
1: right
7: hmm. that makes it actually even more clearer, you know, that, that example, once you, once you isolate these two individuals.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, take taking forward what you said, I think the, the, the problems in the dream happen because that, that, that dreamer is involved in all that situations, you know, being chased by a tiger or whatever, you know, being hungry and all those things. But the moment the dream is closed, he wakes up. All those things seems irrelevant, right? And the same analogy you have to apply here in this world as well, you know, it's, we are running around, but there is somebody else who is actually quote unquote equivalent of sleeping. And that is also who we are.
7: And Correct. And more... it's not the same waker who will be that thing. So I think then you stop chasing it as an object as a waker, you will not know it. Correct. You have to come out of the dream.
0: Mm-hmm. Correct.
7: You realize that.
0: Yeah.
7: It's a subtle point, but but an important one.
1: Yeah. 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 Need to reflect on that a little more. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. And, and and the way and the way it was kind of I, I was trying to you know I like the dream example also for uh, and and this is one of the lectures where this was very nicely described where I think the, the Gita talks about something called the shishti sthiti Karna, right, which is God, right? Which is basically to say that, you know, you, you you create, you sustain, and then you dissolve, right? And even in the dream, you know, it's a, it, it could be a two-minute dream, but you have created it, you have imagined it, and you, you have dissolved it, right? So, in, in, it's, it's a very, very good analogy. Uh, to how the creation uh, and the pellayam then follows.
7: Correct, and the waker is never in a doubt.
1: Yes, you're right.
7: As soon as the waker wakes up, he's not he or she is not in a doubt that oh that that was a dream and I was there and you know I I I experienced all that in the sense I didn't really experience it it was an illusion sort of a thing so that's how right. the right. God yeah. is. let see what you, you say. In doubt, the one they refer to
1: as Ishwara. Ishwara, yeah. Which is uh, at least, I mean, so I spent a lot of time and I, I've kind of sort of, uh, this has been going on in my mind for a long time as to what is Ishwara, right? And I think, you know, as I read more in you know, chapter seven, sorry, chapter 10 in this case, or 11, and listen to other things, you start to kind of form some impression of what is this, you know. God, if you will, or Ishvara, and it appears it is really the what I call. You know, obviously it has got the element of uh, of uh, of Brahman, right? Obviously, because that is where the sentience comes from. comes from But essentially, it is kind of what you call the perfect. You know, perfect creature, a perfect, yeah. you know, perfect sort of entity, which has essentially kind of. Designed the whole universe, right? And uh, and sort of, I don't know whether it controls it or not. But I guess that's what he has done. And then it's really for up. It's really for us as jivas to use it and to do good things and not so good things, and you know, you know, pay the or, or kind of uh, you know bear the consequences of it. But God is in a way sort of is a combination of the of the consciousness and. The five elements, if you will. And he has then used that to create a perfect universe, sort of or or a very orderly universe at least.
7: So the whole reason universe is created for Jivas to have their experience. Otherwise God has no other no okay. other purpose.
1: Exactly. So exactly. Actually, exactly.
7: We are the real current behind this this whole correct. I
3: have um uh this, this may be off, off piece, but uh I Have you guys seen the movie Inception? Uh, Is there any sort of grain of uh, association between what we're what we're talking about and that—the fact that you can zoom in and out of different different levels of dreams?
7: But that's not even that. But God is a level above. Yeah. Yes. There are different planes. You can go in, go out, and there are parallel universes. Yes.
0: And, can't and to answer your question, Vivek, you know, I spoke to somebody who's closely associated with the Inception movie. And uh, he 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 was telling me that uh, the movie was actually based on Bhagavad Gita concepts. Interesting. Interesting, I was
7: reminded of the Truman Show movie. Yeah. And when I read this, it was like we yeah. are in our own dream and it's a bubble that we live in. And my dream is not the same as someone else's dream, it's a unique object by itself. And even even I was just feeling like we, we go to events or even your own house. The way I experience my house is different than my own family member experiencing the same house. So it's it's very different. It's unique.
0: Yeah. And actually, if you, if, you, if you have not watched the movie, The Truman Show, uh, you, Jim Carrey movie, you must watch it an amazing movie and uh, you know it, it reflects the real life sometimes you, you keep wondering okay am I not living the same life
8: yeah
2: so um, just to add to what Ajay was saying um, in terms of you know what is God right so there is a the consciousness part of it and then in terms of the Um, the other side the the matter side one um, understanding I have is is that you know just like um, if you take any um, power or resources or you know in terms of let's say fire right let's say let's just say fire you know we have a certain amount of uh, that element in us right Uh, fire in our body or um, in our bodies when we say we have a certain amount, which means that that is an infinite amount, All right. I mean, when we say I have X amount, which means X out of something, right? So, uh, so there is this infinite amount of this power of fire. In the same way, there's an infinite amount of power of water, and um, same way for knowledge and and so on. Now, if you take all these infinite Powers of each one of those things, right? Knowledge, power, fire, you know, whatever, um, all of those things, combine it and uh, and say that this infinite of each and everything is actually Ishwara. Right? So uh, I, I just want to put it out there if, it, obviously these are very abstract concepts. So I just wanted to see if others had uh, had a similar understanding when they went through it uh, and how they understand it and uh, in, in some ways they also it, it can we can also look at it as individual departments and each of those has a head a department head right so it could be um, in, in many ways the the devatas are those department heads but then uh, the combination of the infinites of each of these things is the Ishwara right is not a um, I don't look at it as a person but that concept or the principle of the combination of all these infinites is Ishwara right so is is that I just want to put it out there to see if there's any comment on that very well said uh, Kishore
3: even I had a similar thoughts you know so I was also wondering about this and this is a similar way which I also understood i even understood a little bit further which i thought i mean not further i mean just looking at the easy way of looking at it you know sometimes we say god is embodiment of love you know like you know god is love you know like today we have love it can be defined as love between husband and wife parent children a puppy loving it's a man loving fish or a dog loving other animal everything the love is everywhere you see So it is not just the powerhouse, and it's also powerhouse projected everywhere. The love, it's projected in a different way in the universe. You know, all, I mean, there's love everywhere, you know, that is where we can see God. That is uh, one way of looking at uh, the other way of looking at not just powerful by himself, but also he projects this power in all the beings as
4: well. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: So there was this interesting uh, topic in the book which talks about belief and uh, reality, right? How many of us knowledge. continue to believe that God exists? How many of us know God exists? I think that was an interesting uh, point of discussion for me in the book, actually.
1: Yeah, he talks about belief and knowledge. And that belief can change, but knowledge is unchangeable. Or, And in a, in a way, sort of that example that he gives of a watchmaker, I think. Where you know, when you look at a watch, you say there has to be a watchmaker maker. So there is knowledge, it's not a belief thing, right? It will not change. Or I think another example is one of whether the fire is hot or not. I mean, you know, if somebody says fire is not hot, you know, it is a, it is knowledge, it is not a belief, it is not gonna change. The fact is that it is hot. And therefore the uh, I think the word that he used was uh and karana, the cause and effect. Um, the fact that this universe exists which is kind of works with clockwork position uh, like the like a watch for example suggests that it is not a belief
0: but it is a fact that there is a creator so which basically means that you know uh, if we really really understand uh, going back to the discussions that we were having a couple of days back from a scientific perspective and also from a spiritual uh, Gita perspective, uh, I tend to believe that uh, you know the scientists probably are still struggling to whether to believe or not believe. But that we know that yes, there is a God. There is some creator who has created this. We don't know what the creator has it but yes, that is it is there.
1: Yeah. I mean, even if you think of the whole Big Bang theory, where it kind of says that it has the world or the universe has emerged from that sort of one singularity uh where there was kind of energy which was dense and and powerful etc etc you know science doesn't go back to where that singularity came from right and i mean at some level you know i don't know i mean when you hear about uh, god and consciousness right or matter and consciousness we say it is anadi, it is begin, bin, beginningless, right? So you could argue that even that that sort of singularity was beginningless. But uh, I think what Vedanta does is goes one step behind that singularity to say what is, what is kind of where does that sort of singularity arise from? I mean, I still think it's a little bit uh, I mean, I'm still not fully sort of I mean I, I don't see the full logic behind it because I still kind of this whole begin, beginning less is like a bit of like a circle right I mean yeah it's kind of going on and on and on and and circle has no sort of starting point understood but the fact that they are beginning less sort of seems still an abstract thing in my head.
0: So, uh, Ajay, good point. But then, and that's where I want to tie it up to the uh, the Shravana Manana Nididhyasana practice, right? I think, you know, think back, you know, think back, maybe about let's say,
7: uh,
0: ten years back, how we were, and maybe two years back, how we were, and one year back, you know, how we were, in terms of our concept of what the world is, what the universe is, about ourselves. It's fair to say that things have changed in terms of our understanding of who we were and what we. Were i mean if if in if, in the discussions that we've been having if somebody if any one of us claim that yes i am the body then i know that you know maybe the uh, understanding has still not gone in, in in the to the depth that it has to go do you agree to that right so yeah. likewise, the whole whole point is you know sometimes the conviction does not come to us but then it's it's important for us to hold on to the conviction to find answers but not make the assumption that you know my conviction is right but the rest of the data is wrong uh, when i say data i mean the data provided by the scriptures right but we have to do the reverse reverse thing we say that okay i have the conviction but it doesn't seem to match what the scriptures are saying and i know that the scriptures are right therefore i need to figure out how do i change my conviction with the confidence that you know they, it aligns with the scriptures so the only only principle that is there for that, or the practice that is there, is Shravana Manana So, as as you keep on hearing more and more of of, of uh, the scriptural talks, then the concepts or the the convictions what we have that that are so strongly etched in ourselves will start slowly changing. No,
1: no, I, I agree with that, Rajesh, totally. And I, you know, to me, I think I, I, I remember one of the comments I think Alpna you had made, where you know we go into a science class, uh, for example. With the assumption that what is being said by the professor is right, and that it is really for me now to get to the point where I understand right, so exactly the same sort of analogy works here. And I mean, I you know, I fully get the fact that you know there is there's a lot of logic in how this is working, but this the the the, the whole question of beginning less has not sort of you know you, you know you could argue that you know you know if, if something has to have happened forever and forever is from infinity, which means that it was always there, right? So I get that, but it's still a little bit sort of, uh, it's not sort of fully anchored in my mind, but I, I think the conceptually and just philosophically, I think I get, uh, I get that part.
7: I'm going back to the dream example. When the dream starts, it's not that you start from the beginning, right? Suddenly your grandfather appears, who would have definitely existed before that dream really started. Right? Yeah. So that is how the one who creates it also gives time to and age to the people who are appearing in that. And brings in the cause and effect also. Actually, it's a very, very powerful example, that dream.
1: No, the dream is very powerful. I'll I'll ask you another question. I'll ask you another question. So what is the cause of the cause? So there's a cause and effect. Okay. So the cause is God. Right? And the effect is the universe. Okay, like simple example. Right? Now, what is the cause of God? Or, or what is the cause of the cause, if you will?
7: The cause itself is is Maya. So, so, you know, so the question of a cause <laughs> outside of causation doesn't exist. Like the question of time before time doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, because no, I, you know, at, at a certain level, I get it. Yeah, but it just it's just, you know, it just becomes a little bit circular, and I get that. But as as Rajesh was saying, I think it'll...
7: actually, if you look at the dream, so yeah. you start with a kid, and then suddenly the grandfather appears, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a causation which is already inbuilt that the grandfather would have existed. But when your yeah. dream started, the grandfather was not there in the beginning of the dream. He just appeared somewhere down the line. And yet that causation has been created inside. Actually, that's that gave me some hint or clue to think how the how even causation is appearing. Mm. When you started, you don't start dreaming from your great-grandfathers, right? You just start at a point.
1: Yeah. Mm.
7: Because we are so thinking chronologically, in our life we see it like that, but in a dream. When a grandfather suddenly appears after 10 minutes of dreaming So he comes with the age also given to him, right? Mm. And a cause That he's It's a very. Just try to think about it conceptually And that's how this universe is We give that time
4: Hey, uh, if I may uh, I'm sorry, off uh, of the video, but uh, I want to add to what Alpana is saying. I, I I am with Ajay in the in the sense that the understanding I am still struggling, like I said, uh, still struggling uh, quite a bit. But it's a beautiful struggle, I can tell you that on a daily basis. The uh, the comment I uh, uh, I wanted to add was. Uh, if back, uh, I, I this takes me back to Pilani, and believe it or not, it takes me back to Madhya. <laughs> okay, um, so one day, and, and some of these memories are like dreams now to me. Uh, one day, I was talking about uh, special relativity with Mole. Some of you might know Mole, M.O. Lakshman, right? We were in the same hostel in Ram Rambavan and. I was asking him, you know, the special relativity is just a bunch of equations, Uh, what's the big deal? So he said, you, I won't use Pilani language and all here, but he he just basically abused me. (laughs) He said, "You, you idiot, you don't get it. This is a completely different way of thinking. Don't worry about the equation you know, you have to put yourself in Einstein's shoes and think how he thought. I said, boss, uh, okay, that's fine. The, let the semester pass. <laughs> and I just want to get something and get the hell out of this thing. But thinking back on that, and I am very interested in those types of uh, things now. And it, I keep going back to that day when Mole was explaining this to me over and over. And I got it. Because, it's a totally different angle of thinking. And uh, I, I have a feeling that is what you are trying to say, Alpana. Like It's like that dream analogy. I'm going to go back and think about it. I still don't fully get it. But, uh, it will require a different uh, mindset and different angle of thinking. Yeah.
7: And then I go back to then again, why are we trying to prove Maya which doesn't exist?
8: <laughs> if
4: I kind of knew you were going to come,
1: that is true. Going to, come to that. I knew that
8: you true. to come to that. You know,
7: <laughs> you know uh,
4: th- this is the thing, right? If, if uh, uh, Einstein himself had been in front of you, if you had asked him the question, he would have answered, yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> because so he, so I, I think been... he himself realized that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have a slightly different sort of take on Maya somehow, uh, and and I, again, I'm trying to sort of use you know reasoning, which is kind of uh, you know it, it needs to kind of get get it, get settled in my head. But you know, I the way I think of Maya though is that you know there is some matter or you know energy or whatever it is, and the only reason it is kind of you know alive or or sentient is because of of Brahman, right? And that therefore, you know, they, they say it doesn't have an independent existence, right? So, in some ways, without that sort of sentient light of consciousness, consciousness, Maya does not exist, got it. But at some level it does, right? I mean, it, it does have, again, it's very similar in the sense that it is also beginningless. So, I mean, it's a slightly nuanced way of thinking, I mean, right or wrong, I don't know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you write it is, it is an illusion, you could call it an illusion, but at some level, it is an illusion because it does not exist independently.
0: Yep. For that, you know, uh, Ajay, you know, great, great point. But, uh, you know, for that, again, we have to understand it only through an example. So, think about it, okay? Uh, think about a goldsmith creating go- gold ornaments out of it. There's a lump of, yeah. there's a lump of gold and he creates Something which looks that you can wear it on the neck and he calls it as a necklace. Then he creates something that you can put it on your uh, finger, he calls it as a ring. Puts it around your uh, wrist, he calls it a bangle. Now you've got three different words, necklace, ring and bangle. Okay. Now the perspective is, we think that necklace, bangle and uh, uh, ring are real. But but in reality, they're just three different words that have been created for gold. Yeah, mm. it has formed, but it is still gold. So from that perspective, you know, Maya is necklace, gold, necklace, ring, and uh, uh, bracelet. Okay? Because that is a perception what we have saying that that's real. But is it real? It is not.
1: No, no, I, I agree with you, Rajesh. And I think, again, you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, examples and metaphors are, you know, have a limited sort of... Uh, you know, obviously they're just meant to be, be examples, right? So, obviously they have limitations. But, you know, at a certain level, you know, I, again, the whole sort of, to me, where I've anchored myself to convince kind of myself that it is an illusion, if you will, is because of that word of, which is no independent existence, right? But there is some energy or, you know, and, and you know, one of the sort of lectures, and I think we, we spoke about it in one of the previous kind of discussions was that, it is really the combination of Shaktiman, which is the consciousness, and Shakti, right? Or energy, or whatever we, we, we characterize it as. But the fact is that none of that, that everything else, everything that is not consciousness, just doesn't have a, you know, I mean, it, it, it doesn't exist on its own, and therefore it doesn't exist.
0: I want to pivot the discussion to another point, right? Uh, in, in our opinion, you know, are there three things—universe, me, and God—or are there two things?
1: I think, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, the the, the the sort of the answer would be there's only one thing actually. If you go through the whole sort of singularity or sort of Advaita sort of principle. But at some level I think matter if there is something called matter, Maya, I mean I think even Saguna Brahman is Maya and even Jiva is Maya. So I mean in that sense there's only two things, I think. There's
0: consciousness and there's there's matter. That's it. Okay. So the corollary question, if that is the case, then how do we see ourselves? Do we see do we see that there are two parts in us? One part of it is universe, one part of it is consciousness, or do we see ourselves Different than
1: universe. Will mm, be part of that universe, I
0: guess. I mean, like which not. I am talking about the, I'm, I'm the body mind complex. That is part of the universe. So you draw the line at that point where you say, you know, I am, I am consciousness plus something else, which is body, yeah. everything, and that is part of universe. Awesome. That's 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 the that's the right uh, way of thinking, yeah. and that's what I was hoping to hear.
2: We can look at it as a, a microcosm of the of the cosmic universe, isn't it? The body mind complex and the the consciousness. Yeah,
1: and that's why I called I call Ishvara the kind of the perfect machine, if you will, with all the right character states, you know, sattva and whatever else. So Ishvara is like the like the perfect perfect sort of potter or you know creator or whatever you call it, and would like a part of that universe, and we're just part of his creation, actually. we just um, a small part of that, I guess.
6: No, but
0: uh, Ajay, what you said, you know, again, confused me. How can you say that we are just a small part of the uh, part of what he created? Just a few minutes back, we discussed that you know there is within our the way that we identify ourselves is that there's body mind which is part of the universe. Then there is consciousness. Mm-hmm. That means if body mind has been created by consciousness, then you are consciousness, isn't it?
1: No, no, absolutely. I get that. I, I don't, Sorry, I, again, this is just choice of words. You know, the body mind complex is part of the universe, right? And. And I, you know, uh, Kishore, you use the word macrocosm and microcosm, right? So, in a way, sort of the, the full universe or the big sort of creation is the macrocosm, right? That's perfect. We are a sort of the body mind complex is a small part of it, and therefore it receives a relatively small, small part of the consciousness as well, the same consciousness, which is just singular, right? And so that's how I think of Giva, right? which is it's a part of the the body body mind is part of the universe but it receives the same consciousness that everyone
0: else gets. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but we are the mic. Why do we, why do we think that we are different from others? Why do we think we are different from trees? Why do we think that we are different from plants or why do we think we're different from some other person, you know, the reason, right? What's happening to that? That's pop, that's possibly because of our composition is different.
1: So, for example, I mean, an obvious difference between us and uh, sorry, humans and plants or or animals for that matter is the absence of ego, right? There is whatever I mean. That, that's part of the universe, right? I mean, so our comp everyone has a different composition, whether it is a living being or a non-living being, right? And so each one is different because we are just composed differently, I guess.
2: Yeah. yeah, the, the, yeah. the ego is one the, in terms of the composition um, hello uh, uh, and in terms of the composition the um, good way to think about it is the proportion of gunas are different even between people mm-hmm. between us and ro- a rock or a tree or a plant or an animal um, the the proportion of the three gunas are what makes up the variety in the universe right? if you really think about it the RGB three colors make up all the colors imaginable in the universe in the same way mm. the three gunas in, the right co- in, in different combinations uh, create the variety that's there today right so that isn't at, purely at the level of matter and the level of consciousness the way i understand it, it's the same thing just like there is only a, 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 that light is the same uh, in space no matter uh, it, it's the same thing that's flowing everywhere right it, it's going everywhere Oh, that's correct that's correct
1: and like you said Alpna, again one few, few sort of discussion for a few weeks back rather uh, the Saguna Brahman is mostly Sattva right or all Sattva
2: in terms of the Gunas
0: mostly Sattva
2: yeah and even our minds uh, our uh, our mind itself is mostly sat- is Sattva Right. By itself. And then there's Rajas and Tamas getting added and that's why we call it purifying the mind to remove or reduce the amount of Rajas and Tamas in the mind. Right. So you don't need to actually make the mind, uh, what do you say, Uh, pure in the sense it is pure. We are removing the impurities in, 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 in that sense. Right. It is Sattva already. So, you know, once
0: again, the, the question, and coming back to the question, coming back to the topic what we're discussing, right? How many of us believe there is God? Or do you know it, there is God? So
6: I used to say, you know, in our case, I used to express myself as, you know, I believe in God actually earlier. But I think more and more, I, you know, I have now conviction that, Definitely, you know, there is God. I mean, of, so it's just a matter of uh, maybe semantics, actually. So if, instead of using the word, I believe in God, which is what normally we we all use, you know. Uh, but I think probably I should keep saying that, that, you know, I know there is I know there is God, actually.
5: Yeah. For, go-, for, hey, go ahead, Raji see i mean uh, you know i uh, read when i read the chapter you know i was also swinging between believe and know i feel that no is looks little presumptuous you know for an unenlightened you know an ignorant guy like me i mean for me to say that you know i have no doubt that you know that there is god but to say that i know i i mean you know uh, so belief is like you know uh, it's somewhere in between belief and know no, is you know I know there is a God, but I don't have enough knowledge about Him. I just felt a little bit of an arrogance or you know I know kind of an attitude in saying that I know God. I would you know for you know today which stage I am of my evolution, I'll still say I believe in God and you know something like that. So, but I have to from the chapter I have to say I know because it's not going so, to change. Actually, Rajiv.
0: Actually, You know, it's Rajiv, it's it's a semantics. I agree. Like what saying. The whole point was, you know, uh, are we ignoring the quote-unquote proof from a logical point of view that there is an effect that means somebody must be must have created it. So forget about whatever you know. Just by reading the chapter, the Swami Ji argues so powerfully, saying that if there is an effect, there is a cause. Therefore. Right it can't be a belief for you anymore just as you know say yeah. do you believe your grandfather existed answer is no I know he existed otherwise I would not exist yeah.
1: so so the way I reconciled this in my mind uh, I had a very similar thought uh, Rajiv uh, but the way I the way I thought about it was that you know for me that you know a God you know has different connotations you know people think about you know somebody sitting up beyond the clouds you know long sort of flowing beard etc etc right I have sort of changed my process slightly to say you know god is you know there is a creator right and that is god right now if you just anchor yourself on creator right it is almost impossible to say that there isn't a creator there is a creator absolutely i mean and i call it god
2: that's how i reconcile to it yeah good uh, good point i was i I was about echo similar things which is uh I'm, I'm i i try not to use the word god actually uh just because of all the connotations attached to it as you rightly pointed out because even for even after reading this and assimilating some part of it, I mean, it it's the same thing right it, it, there are still the strong con- connotations related to that word so by not using that word uh, i'm able to go beyond it right because uh, you can go beyond all the Visuals and uh, normal things that we uh, grew up associating God with, and then go beyond it. So, to, by not using the word, that's one thing. Secondly, as a, um, uh, my question is, is it a creator or is it a creation? Uh, in the sense that there was a unit of, con- I mean, consciousness existed, and then there was a unit of matter. I mean, when you go all the way in terms of cause and effect, I. I, I um, to your point, Rajesh, I, I, I started believing in that cause, cause and effect. That's n- not even belief. I think I'm uh, getting more and more convinced that there is that cause and effect. But in the beginning, all the way, if you just keep going down, uh, the way I visualized it is that uh, there was one unit of matter um, and then there was consciousness. And uh, you cannot ask, how did that come up? Because uh, wrong question. That's what Swamiji says. Um, um, but then, at that point, so that one unit of matter, and this, it's not a unit of consciousness, then consciousness, the combination to me is is the creation. Uh, and again, not using the word God, uh, is the creation. And, and, and that's it, basically. Right, everything else came from that. Uh, body, mind, same thing. If you look at really body, it is it is made up of those five elements, right, we can, we can, uh, we can see that, right, we can obviously uh, um, see earth and water, fire in terms of the fact that, you know, our body temperature is at a certain temperature no matter where we go, so there is fire, there is air, and there is space, so if you look at it from that angle, um, to me, that is creation, uh, and uh, that, that's how I, have, <laughs> uh, that's yeah. where I am today. Let's put it that way. Well said.
7: Mm. So, and Kishore, I would go back to you know what you were saying earlier as well, you know, what is God is. So his body is actually some total of our bodies. So
2: Ah yeah. But but the moment we it say he like or she, problem. right? And that's the problem. <laughs> that's a, that's okay, where that, the problem is.
8: It, the, <laughs> okay, okay, it's a
7: Superset of our bodies is what it is. Superset of that intellect is that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, but going back to Raji's point, will I say I know that? I I don't think I've realized it. I still don't see God in everyone at all the time, right? But that is what it is. That is, everybody is God. Everybody is,
8: Yes.
2: No, by knowing, um, so exactly, I think until we know that, uh, I mean, like internalize that completely, um, the benefit of the knowledge, uh, I mean, I think that's the knowledge, right? That, that, that's where it's pointing to. It so, intellectually, of that-
7: yes, there is no doubt. So, but whether I all the time feel like that, I'm not
2: sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. At this stage, at this I stage, know. I think no. we're we're just trying to understand, read the book, and understand from a bookish knowledge perspective.
7: The theory of cause and effect, yeah.
0: we understand. If that is the case, quote, unquote, we know. Then then right. we realize that's not that's not there. Yeah. I completely get it. But do that's we do we accept or not? Because tomorrow, when somebody asks us a question, okay, do you believe in God? I mean, what should be our answer? It should not be yes or no. It should say wrong question.
9: Yeah. Why is it a wrong question, uh, Because we
0: know it is there. We know God is there. There is a creator. There's a creator.
9: Okay, I mean, okay, I see. You're saying belief versus okay. I yeah,
0: see. yeah, yeah. That's the point. Because we are using the words in very loosely, right? And when people ask us this question, sometimes we make the mistake. And when we make the mistake, it reinforces negatively in our mind
9: that what is the what thing. So for uh, me, it's uh, it's actually the the idea that there is a god and which is as Vivek was saying in the group it, you know there's idol worship and all that i actually uh, relate more to it now than i did previously with this knowledge that what you know what Kishore uh, was saying earlier that it's on a combination of these three tatvas and then all these devi devtas are of the higher form because they are more sattvic than most of us are so in that sense you are praying to them so that you become like them and then therefore beyond that you get into the Brahman level at least that's conceptually how i built the logic in my head
0: perfectly I, I that's exactly how i also think too
2: i i remember having this conversation with somebody else in my um, in my uh, one of my relatives who is a very very um, somewhat really uh, spiritual but very religious person right and and uh, for him um, whatever is depicted as idols are real for him right so he, uh, he was arguing uh, you know there that, that was this conversation about you know do you believe in God and so I asked him what do you what is God because uh, to me let's make sure we are talking about the same thing because without that then there is no you know you're going to have one you know um, visualization of what God is and and then you're asking me that question so it's very uh, so to him all that all the devis and devtas and and gods they actually exist and they exist somewhere up there and that's how it is so I, when i try to explain that i don't believe in that way he was countering it by saying how can you prove me wrong prove me wrong then right uh, I said I can't. I, I, you know, it it is. There is no way. So that's why the moment, yeah, this is such a tricky uh, subject uh, that it is very hard unless we first agree on the fact that uh, what is God. If we agree on, right? So, uh, and that's why I don't use that word now. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, it feels like I mean the whole concept
1: of uh, you know different gods. Is like an intermediate step almost because we can relate to sort of form and you know yeah, uh, yeah. stuff like that, right?
2: Yeah. But at
1: some level, you know, it is only it's only a,
2: a representation, right? Of it, the creator, I think right? it comes through in which which chapter, Rajesh? I think it's the tenth chapter. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, 10th, I, yeah, tenth. I don't know. I think. Yeah, 10th. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tenth chapter. It it comes through. You're right. Yeah, there is a gradation there.
0: So, I think we are, we are at 7.23. I think we should probably spend a few minutes to discuss about the concept of idol worship now. Symbol worship because it's important sure. because there's a lot, yeah, of, lot of confusion which goes on. Absolutely. First of all, you know, let's start with the basic question. Is it right or wrong? Anything
9: wrong with it? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. No. Idols. I think we
7: need oh. to understand we always start with what we know. And anything yeah. that we know has something that we can see so
8: we always try to
7: understand by relating to what we know
8: and it's a bit like from the concrete to abstract
7: Absolutely,
8: you, you have to yeah. go at that you cannot be expected to um, what have put your mind or faith or whatever the word is into something which is abstract if you can't even go through the concreteness it's a bit like how we do meditation isn't it for you know the the different ways of doing meditation is also um, I mean you can just again. I'm just making an analogy about it that's it so I I think there's nothing wrong but I think it, it depends on what happens beyond the point of what you just take it from there and just go mental about it then that's where the problem arises
0: yeah yeah and actually I, I i suggest one thing you know recently just having done the ganesh puja yesterday and you know some other pujas in the past also next time when you do the puja you might want to listen to the mantras a little carefully because one of the first thing that comes uh, before uh, i think it's probably after uh, before i think is you actually quote unquote install like a download okay download a piece of software into the idol and, and you say that I am downloading that principle of energy, energy, into this particular idol that I have in my home. And then you do your sankalpa to pray, okay, saying that I'm praying to that energy. So basically, that idol is a symbolic representation of the principle that you are invoking in the mantra. So effectively, because we can't understand that abstract concept to your point, Anu, we can't we can't understand the abstract concepts. Our scriptures have codified it, and they said. I'm going to have a symbol it can be a photo it can be uh, idol it can be you know something you know, a turmeric whatever and I don't care or a stone or whatever but then every time I go and pray I do a puja to that I invoke the principle in that and when you invoke you're actually bringing your own energy to say you know that your own uh, what do you call it you're you're raising yourself above that you know uh, saying that this is a stone but you're raising your bhavana attitude towards that and changing that and then praying to that Check it out. It's very
8: powerful. But I'm always fascinated by people who don't seem to find the need for the idol when they are actually, you know, whatever, praying or whatever you want to call it. There are so many people who can just do that without actually having the need for it. And there's nothing. And obviously they have moved from that process of needing it to not needing it.
2: Good point. See, to, uh, Rajesh, uh, to your point, um, I struggled with that. Right? I mean, the ritualist uh, rituals and the ritualistic way of living, um, and going beyond, beyond as in seeing it for what it is, which is what you're doing. you 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 understand what that ritual is. You understand this is what you're doing. This, uh, and by repeating a certain mantra, what does that mean? And uh, what is the procedure? Right? So. You understand the theme behind it. How many people do it? How many people understand that? Um, And then it becomes, it it really becomes something that you just do, right? Because somebody has asked you to do. Uh, It becomes a very um, mundane activity, right? Uh, So I questioned that. uh, And I walked away from that, I must say. Um, So to Anu's point, I, I walked away from idol worship as well. Um, because I feel I I can meditate, and that's what I do. In the sense, I respect those elements, and I, I see those elements in me during meditation. And um, I'm, th- th- that's the path I'm taking, right? Is somehow because in, in for me to understand those meanings it, that that would give me a different meaning if once I start to understand for these was actually mean, and what was it meant for um, but, but without that understanding, I, I was lost let's put it that way It's, yeah, it's, I, a, very sim- it's a very similar feeling, sorry Anu, uh, go ahead No, no, no.
8: continue, I'll say my point
1: later No, no, I was just going to say that I have myself sort of struggled with, uh, with idol worship uh, and as Kishore you say, you know, I don't understand most of it I mean, except a few sort of bhajans or mantras which I have now got to understand uh, but once you even understand them, I don't see the value in having an idol uh, to sort of recite it or feel the feel the sentiment behind it. And but what is also intriguing to me uh, now that we're kind of in this sort of spiritual journey is that there is a whole sort of karma kanda side of things in the, the Vedas, Vedas yes. right? And I'm sure there is a lot of reason logic. Sort of, there is. I mean, it's in the Vedas. I mean, it has to have some some basis, right? And so, at some level, I feel intrigued, but uh, I am certainly not at a point where. I mean, I certainly kind of can't relate to the whole uh, the idol thing yet.
7: In fact, I went other way around. So, I used to first very, uh, you know, just mechanically do idol worship a little bit when we were in Pilani and because you know, the family has been doing and everything else but the more I went into Vedanta I am going back to idol worship a lot more and I now actually strongly believe that these forms exist like the way we, we exist they exist too they are much more uh, uh, in terms of size meaning they are more pervading than than we are and they are in a different plane, so they are different frequencies, etc. and that's why we just create an idol and we do Pran pratishtha what Rajesh was saying. We invoke them. So, my, I am actually now believing more and more that they exist in the form that has been explained. Like Vishnu with a Chatur roop, he exists. But these are also, they are not at the level we were talking about God, so that's a level you know, more into the transactional reality. What we were talking about is more towards the Purbra side. The nirgun nirakar part of it. Yes. So it's between the two. But these, what we refer to sometimes as demigods, etc. They do exist and their forms are because Rishis have done Sakshatkar of them in that form. And it has been described in Vedas, there has to be some authority to it. But they are in a different plane. Because there are different frequencies that exist. And we don't know them yet. And probably I'm actually more on, if we call from the intellectual knowledge side, that they exist, from believing even.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, to your point, right? Actually, you know, if you recall, uh, if if, uh, if you ever chant the complete Gayatri Mantra, right? Gayatri Mantra starts by saying, Om Buhu, Om Buha, Om Suha, Om Mahaha, Om Janaha, Om Satyam. So yeah. if you count that thing, right? starts with bhu and it goes to satyam these are seven,
7: seven
0: lo- call it as lokas okay uh, bhu aloka loka down that so bhu loka is the one that we experience that in the physical life form that we see that everything that is a bhu loka but beyond that you have the seven uh, uh lokas and it's not higher or whatever to use think of it like a different sphere of influence than what what this sphere of influence is so different spheres and in these different spheres different quote unquote demigods or gods are gods are of the forms that we know they exist at different levels and the, the last one is satyam satyaloka is where brahmaji sits and he's the one who's creating all these lower worlds okay and then there are seven more below us okay below there's seven more the bottom one going to patalok which is 14 lokas totally okay so at the bottom there are multiple you know if if on the top there are there are Unquote, gods, demigods and above us going all the way to Brahma. On the bottom also, there must be a lot of rakshasas and all, all those negative characters. So that is there. That exists. Our scriptures say that. And beyond that is Brahman. Okay. Which is, which is again, the all-pervading principle. That's we how should, we should think about the mantras and, uh, you know, the demigods and gods and all that.
4: Hey, uh, Guntax, um, I have a question, which is, so so if that is let's say that we say that, uh, that 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 they all exist right i am not and this is where i uh, i start entering into a, a problem within myself which is how do i reconcile that with you know the bible and the teachings of the bible because i i I started to feel or I have started to feel that there is a lot of common themes here in the thinking itself right it's it's very very close it's just a different uh, person uh, thinking maybe slightly tweaked a little bit but it's very very close Um, and even take all the uh, you know older ancient religions or people that had these experiences, like Alpana was saying. So I'm not able to reconcile that. Do you think that they are all the same thing we are talking about? That is that is where I, I start
0: struggling. I really don't know the answer to the question. Because I've not read the Bible, nor the Quran, or any other scriptures, I have not read it. I have not.
2: But, but one way to think about it is, uh, uh, there can only be one truth. So. If, yeah in that sense i think it'll all coalesce at some point maybe there is a slightly different path but there can only be one truth isn't it
7: mm-hmm. right so what so so we're talking about is in the transactional reality so it doesn't yeah. change the absolute reality at all and what the goal exactly. is also doesn't change but i'm just say, saying that within this transactional reality this appears to be i believe that this is there are different frequencies at which what we see is a very limited universe because yeah. our faculties are meant to, to see only a limited spectrum.
4: So that, that is a good uh, uh, good thought. I can, I can see that because then you can, uh, or I will say that all of these <laughs> religions are in the transactional reality and a slightly higher plane. But Correct. everything leads only to the one absolute reality. So we call it Brahman, uh, but the others might call it something else, right? Allah or, or whatever it is. Exactly. And okay. So I that so, so a spent, I spent so
1: I spent six months, uh, you know, you know, two years ago, just reading a translation of the of the uh, Quran. I was just intrigued by the religion with everything that's happening all around us, right? And in a way, sort of, it is very, very similar in terms of how. Their religion evolved from, you know, for example, we call it the, the Stuti. Uh, what's the first level? Stuti, is it? Shruti. Uh, Shruti, Shruti, sorry. So, the, yeah, it starts from Shruti. There is a different name for it called Sunnah, but ultimately it starts from Shruti even in, in Islam. And at some level, Muhammad was like an avatar, maybe, right? Uh, and, it's, you know, Allah is probably that ultimate reality. I mean, obviously, it's not exactly sort of. Uh, comparable at a certain level, just given the nuances. But at least from my sort of limited understanding of reading the Quran, it feels like the concept is not very different. It is probably the same actually. There is an ultimate reality and then there are sort of uh, you know versions of uh, of uh, in, in the transactional world there are there are
0: sort of demigods. Yeah, thank you. Okay, that helps. Uh, so 7.35, uh, do we want to spend maybe two more minutes and then probably discuss what we want to do next week and then close the session? Or is this still interesting that we continue for the next week as well?
4: I think we can close Guntax after the two minutes.
0: The farmer yeah. is, is my choice. Okay. Alpana, you were saying something. So let's finish your thought and then probably we'll complete the... Yeah. We'll we'll agree on what we're going to do for next week and then close to the prayer.
7: No, no, I I was done. I did say that, you know, it is more of the transactional reality where and it doesn't then create any confusion in my mind about the actual goal of self-realization even after accepting this in the transactional reality and yet I don't see any issue with people not following it either. So it's not that everybody needs to, you know, go through the path of bhakti and idol worship etc. It's perfectly fine not to do it and attain the absolute reality.
2: I have a thought. It's more like a, a food for thought for all of us. <laughs> yeah, I've been struggling with it too. So I might as well make you also struggle with it. <laughs> um, question is, uh, uh, so this understanding, right? To what end? Why are we, why are we, um, why are we understanding um, this, I, I know, whether it's idol worship or, idols or what they represent and then keep going Uh, eventually let's say we reach uh, beyond beyond that stage into the ultimate Um, what to what end what is the end goal of that uh, pursuit is it academic just so we can kind of satisfy our curiosities regarding this is it more than that right or uh, to what end is it helpful not and not in a selfish way. I'm not saying that, and I'm not belittling it either. I'm just asking as a um, as a question: uh, To what end does it um, uh, uh, help, and t- uh, what role does it play in understanding this? Uh, I mean, I don't expect an answer now. I- I'm just saying it as a food for thought.
9: So, so, Kishore, I will I will give it a shot because I have thought about this, okay. and. The way I have reconciled it is that if you're telling me the ultimate reality is Brahman and we are, it's within us and we just don't know and we need to realize that and then growing up all your life you have seen around you all these temples and you have learned about you know, various kind of pujas and rituals and whatnot, and then you ask yourself like you are saying that, what is the meaning of all this that has been going on in my life all this while if this is this path and same thing if you look at, you know, uh, some of the uh, Swamiji's lectures Swami Sarephi Anandaji's lecture um, he also talked about that uh, 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 the Swamiji is the main person He was very close to Durga Puja. Like he would really pray to Durga, and so they. So then, you know, it's just sort of, at least to my mind, it came together that it's like what Rupna was saying. You are on two planes. You are doing certain things on one plane, doesn't mean that they are not mutually exclusive. If you know what I mean, they 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 run parallel, and you can be doing both, and that's okay. but the idea is that, you, at least in your logical mind, you want to see where all this fits all this ideal worship, all these rituals, all these pujas what meaning do they bring to you know this and, and what Rajesh was saying, that by uh, doing pran Pratishtha or by doing ahavan of these uh, de- deities um, you are perhaps moving in that direction I mean, that's how at least I have thought about this question
2: right you know, the, the thing is, eventually we reach a point I mean, by understanding and resolving these questions, right? By, I think um, um, the way I'm kind of getting to is, it eventually gives you, uh, puts you in a certain calm and peaceful state of mind. Uh, it, it, those questions are resolved and you start to, you don't see differences you know things of um between people between you you start to connect at a more deeper level because of understanding it at a deeper level uh, but th- what does that give you right so again if you look at uh, cause effect cause effect um the effect is that um you start to feel very very peaceful right that that calmness sets in because you don't see differences and hence there is uh, and uh, Again, I'm 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 still kind of formulating this, but that calmness sets in because you don't see since you don't see the differences, um, the craving and uh, all that stops right or slows down. I, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'm I'm stopping it right. Now. All right. Anyway, I think I think Kishor,
0: you have an uncanny ability to have probably read the next chapter of the book. Oh, is that? Uh, okay. So, <laughs> so maybe what I would suggest is you know we will probably. Um, uh, you know, I think we don't need to repeat uh, discussing who is God chapter next week. I think it's fairly okay in my view, but it gets connected to the next one. You know, your question, you know, for what purpose are we trying to understand all these things? Actually answered in the next chapter, the call as Self is Brahman. Okay, that's the chapter. So I think maybe what we should do is let's try to um, wind down today. And uh, let's read this chapter, and then we'll come back. And of course, we'll have to. This is chapter twelve. What we're, uh, what we're going to read now. So chapter eleven, who is God, and uh, chapter twelve, the Self is Brahman. We can probably continue our discussion next week if you're okay with the uh, suggestion. Yeah. All right. All right. Over to you, Alpana. Om. Oh, oh,
7: Poonam idam, punat, punam dachyate. Poon asya, punam adaya, punam Om shante, All
0: right. Enjoy your weekend. See you next Sunday. Adio. 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 Hi, thank you. <coughs>